What's up, everybody, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Full Sun University Podcast. I am Evan Wyatt Earp. You know, one of these days, I'm just going to talk through the intro. I'm just going to talk through the whole opening and just do it one time. When you're like, shh, be quiet, Kelly. I'm just going to be like, no, I'm going to keep talking, and you're just going to keep going, and we're just going to do this. And? Oh, no, continue. Um, please finish. I'm Morgan Freeman's voice. What's up, guys? You ruined it. You had a solid <laughs> month of not messing up the intro. And not make. I didn't it mess weird. up the intro. Up. I didn't. I did not mess up nothing. I you came did. in with some pizzazz tonight. Okay. You came in sassy. Critiquing I feel like I haven't slept in a month. Do we really want to make face. it go off the rails? Do you, early? Do, you, do you see this? I don't even want to talk. Okay. Can we just let me have my moment. Have your moment. Thank well, you. long time no talk, everybody. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've had a show. It's been very busy. Um. Work's been hectic for me. She's just crazy. So, love it. Tonight we don't have some very special. I got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> listen to me. Don't listen to him. Listen to me. Don't tell people to ignore me. This is this is what the, we already have this problem, and I'm always right. This is why nobody listens to you because you do. You this. know what? You can eat my asshole, Wyatt. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna move on here before she gets violent again. Uh, tonight we have some very special guests uh, that I'm excited to have on the show. Um, one of them, I was on one of his first podcasts way back in the day called Normalized Conservatism. And I think I still have one of his shirts kicking around in this house someplace, but I don't know where it is. I actually tried to find it to wear tonight because it said Cult 45. He's and I love wearing it to trigger the leftists. I couldn't find it. I was packing to move to Texas, and now I'm, I'm not moving to Texas. So like, I have to unpack everything again. But without further ado, we have Mr. PJ Williams and Abby Libby, hosts of Conspiracy Pilled. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having us on. Hey. Hope you don't excited mind. Excited to be here. We are very excited to have you. Please don't take my co-hosts derailing <laughs> it right from the word go. Am I embarrassing you? I'm on her side. I'm absolutely on her side. Everybody's on her side. He's two against two. It's what all happens? good. I'm used to having a female co-host that uh, I have to, you know, constantly tell. Just keep it down. You know, you're... <laughs> it took okay. me down. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't you don't get quiet. Trying to wake people up, get loud. It took no, me I'm two months joking. to get you to stop hiding from the camera and popping up when the video ended. <laughs> and now I'm comfortable. Now she can't be contained. You don't, me, you don't get me comfortable in a place okay what if people have like a natural aversion to like a jack-in-the-box and like you're triggering that like fight-or-flight response when you pop up like that maybe they should get therapy Mm -hmm. that sounds like a them problem not a me problem you're gonna tell buddy don't watch it don't watch it what buddy Buddy the elf absolutely needs therapy he was was absolutely full-grown man hanging out with children yes he needs therapy (laughs) and a good dentist i would think what is this? Four main food groups are all sugar. So, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. syrup, candy. Yeah. It's candy, candy, candy canes, and syrup. Corn, candy corn. I don't even remember. Candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mel Gibson did a movie called Fat Man. I want to see that so bad, and I haven't watched it. Yet. It's so good. It's so bizarre, <laughs> but it's, it's an amazing movie. I recommend watching it. But they kind of keep that that stigma of elves only eat sugar going in there. Cause they like, there's a scene in the movie where they're talking to the head elf. Yeah. And he's like, don't you guys eat anything other than this? And he's like, no, he goes, we, th- how do you think we stay up like perpetually and make toys? 
And I'm like, this is the greatest running gag in movies that elves only eat sugar. Is it sugar or is it booger sugar? It's a more adult movie, so maybe they went that route. No, it was sugar. They were like literally okay. eating like they were sprinkling sugar on top of like globs of syrup. It was, it was gross to watch, but it was very funny. I recommend watching it. It's hysterical. <laughs> yes, I don't like good. any of those things, though. I, mean, I like some sugar, but not a whole lot of sugar. Yeah, too much is too much. And I don't do white sugar. It's it's all raw sugar. Are you racist? Is that what this is? I guess. What? Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't have colonizer sugar, is what she's saying. Colonizer sugar? I like that. I'm going to start calling it that now when I go to the (laughs) Colonizer sugar. I I love that you brought up the Cult 45 shirt, though, because I was actually thinking about bringing that one back. for uh for the last american podcast i was going to send it over to frank and see if he liked it but yeah <laughs> so it was uh the cult the cult 45 logo but it was cult 45 and it said like maga forever or whatever yeah i i love that shirt because like i live in a very red county in georgia but i yeah. go to like a lot of blue counties in georgia and anytime i know i'm going to a blue county i'll wear that shirt because the look on people's faces is priceless most of them just look at me in disgust and walk away the ones that will actually say something to me are like the little old ladies. Like they're the ballsiest one of them all. Cause they'll get right up in my face and like that shirt's disrespectful young man. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, approach me regardless of what I'm wearing. Is it, is it because they see it and they can't tell that it's a, it's, it's a parody shirt and they think it's actually Colt 45 and they think they're still in prohibition or is they just actually offended by it? I think they like, so it's this mindset that, like obviously Trump supporters are a cult. I mean, yeah, but I think it's that mindset of like they just orange man bad is so ingrained into their brain that anything remotely promoting him just triggers them on a level that's unparalleled by anything else I've ever seen. But like you would think, like I'm six foot two, like I'm a big guy. Like if you don't know me and you see me standing there, like I look, I can look very intimidating. So like. If a younger person came up to me and said something, I'd be like, like if it was dude, like, okay, this dude thinks like if it comes down to it, he could square up and like, he'd be okay. But you're talking sweetest looking old lady in the world just gets in my face. Like you need to take that shirt off. I'm like, public nudity is a crime. Right now? You should just take it off slowly and seductively and make it as awkward as possible. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you sure you want me to do this? <laughs> Maybe she had a thing for young guys. I don't know. I did find it to be a very weird request considering where we were, but. I need to make a comment to Hellbilly. Why? Dump that shit in the trash. Don't (laughs) ruin the man's evening. Just let him go. It's the Mountain Dew. It's the Mountain Dew. First of all, it's flat as soon as you open it. You open it, and when it goes, that's all carbonation. This is gone. It's flat. You guys know he's on Facebook. I think he's got a Twitter. Adam ruins everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. <laughs> Ellie ruined everything, but it's just about food. Like that. And celebrities. <clears throat> and celebrities. She's, so so she's kind of like Dave Rubin's gayer other half. That's yeah. what I think of Adam ruins everything. He's like the gayer Dave Rubin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what it is. Like, I mean, the celebrities that you ruin don't really surprise me, but it's the food. They're like, you systematically remove everything good from my life to yeah. like. I but it's not terrible. good for your life, though, at all. It is, I don't it is corroding care. your insides. <laughs> I don't care. It makes me happy. Yes, I'm here for a good I, time, not a long time. Like, yeah. let me enjoy it. I've seen this man's face light up for the Captain Crunch, so I would never take <laughs> it away from him. Yeah. Do you know how much I miss Captain Crunch? 
I love Captain Crunch. I don't remember the last time I had it. That stuff's amazing. And Lucky Charms. Dude. So bad. They (laughs) make Captain Crunch treat bars, which essentially what it is is a Captain Crunch Rice Krispie treat. Fat Kid Overload. Let me tell you what. I'm not even mad that, like, I'm probably... Wilford Brimbley is rolling over in his grave (laughs) right now, but they are delicious. I can't even... Yeah, without him around, where are you going to get your diabetes testing supplies shipped right to your door? You know, I saw one of those commercials the other day without him, and it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Like, I don't know. All of a sudden, diabetes is not cool. I mean, I don't know if it was ever cool, but like, like at least when you ordered testing supplies, you made it kind of cool. Yeah, like he's on a horse with a cowboy hat, and it's like, you know what? I don't feel so weird about having diabetes now because, like, he's on a horse. Like, it's awesome. Listen, I don't have any desire to live forever either, but I've seen people die of cancer. I don't, I don't want to die of that. It's, it's painful. I don't want to die oh. like that. I don't want to die like that. Fair. I just don't. Fair. That sounds awful. I'd rather die in my sleep, you know? I just... No, I want to go out in an epic blaze of glory. <laughs> like, don't let me go on my... I, like, I don't want to go out by that cancer or, like, on my sleep or something like that. Like... When people read about my death in the paper, I want them to be like, that was badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just hear the story and they're like, well, if you're going to go, like, right, that's the way to go, right? Like, that's awesome. If you die and you're not nominated for a Darwin Award, I feel, almost feel like you kind of wasted your life. You lost. Yeah, right? <laughs> you just completely lost. You lost. You know, it's, this is why I never understood why, this is why I never understood why old people drive so slow. Because I think if I get that old, I'm just going to be driving 150 everywhere. Facts. Just I am everywhere. <laughs> It's like, and I could get, die in my sleep tonight. I might as well have some fun. If you get pulled over, good. who cares? The cop's like, what do you think you're doing? You're like, I'm dying. Just be <laughs> like, what just like, what's today's date? Like, just pretend like you're going crazy. Yeah. But it's always the old people that have like the really cool fast cars. Like they're driving mm-hmm. Teslas and Bugattis. And it's like, you're 90 years old. Okay. You could fall, break a hip and die tomorrow. Put that thing in ludicrous mode and just go, man. Just yes. like let it rip. Nope. I'm going to do 30 and a 55 because you don't have anywhere else to be, but I do. Yeah, those are the people that got old by living cautiously because it's always the little old lady in the uh, like $800 minivan that's going 95 miles an hour. <laughs> zero care in the world. Just it's none. <laughs> She's like, I never I never kept a dime. I never tried. You know, this this minivan was like... I loved my minivan. Picked up on Craigslist yesterday for, you know, a couple of knit sweaters and right. going to town. The best way to go is like full speed heart attack. Just just like that. Yeah, well, I mean that you done. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've thought about not like I've thought about dying this out to me, but like if someone came to me and said, like, okay, for a fact, like there is nothing that you can do that'll get you to this quicker, but like you're gonna die in two months, I would be doing every crazy thing known to mankind. Sky diving, Clinton, bungee jumping. Like that. Yes. Well, that'd be the first time. Like, listen, yes. I'm going out anyway. Let's do this. Like, you can do anything you want to do. Yeah, I would probably skydive too. I would probably do that. I don't want to wait till I'm old to skydive. It's something I've always wanted to do. But I don't want to do that unless I'm dying. See, I, there's this guy I follow on YouTube. Like, and if you like strange, dark, and mysterious stories, his channel's for you. His name's Mr. Ballin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Mr. Ballin. I love his shit. He's so, like, his stories are so good. But he was, it was, uh, like, top three videos with, like, disturbing backgrounds. And 
he counts down so like it goes from least disturbing to like most disturbing and the number one video in that and that he did that day was this girl and her husband wanted to go bungee jumping on this bridge like in south america and she was terrified of it so like they're all standing up there waiting to go and they said like when we yell out like when we tap and say go like jump right well she was like so like freaking out and nervous about going that when they she heard go she jumped well they weren't talking to her they were talking to her husband that was to her left and the bungee cord wasn't secured to the bridge and she oh. just jumped and they had a video of her jumping like they don't the video didn't follow her down to the ground but like someone saw her jumping saw the cable not attached and immediately cut the video because like no one's gonna record that shit what was crazy about it is they said that the impact didn't kill her she was so terrified once she figured out what happened that she had a heart attack and died mid-flight on the way down I was gonna say there had to have been Damn. that moment where she's like, "It should have bungeed by now." Yeah, like <laughs> it should have snapped really me back up. No, I should be going back up. Yeah. Going wow. So that's yeah. why, like, I hate wow. those videos where you see someone bungee jump and they they mess with them, they throw rope after them to make it right. look like, and they go, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa!" You could literally kill that dude from a yeah. heart attack, and he's completely safe. Like, don't don't be that person. Don't do that. Like, yeah, there, do there's that. pranks, and then there's being a total asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. A, that's, that's a pretty jerk move to do. I'm not going to lie. Like, that, I, I, that's a not repeat not business that. move. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad <laughs> it just makes me think of that TikTok video. Like, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you something. That would totally be me. Yep. If I was sitting in that chair. Like, I yes. will tell you. And like, even I volunteered for this. I will tell you anything I need to to get you to not push this chair. And that dude was just so not give a shit that he kicked it and was like, oh, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so no. going to be in that chair anyway. <laughs> Good yeah. luck getting me in that chair. <laughs> no. Like my worst fear is that like amusement park ride where like you're in the ball and they pull you down and they slingshot you straight up in the air. That one just breaks and you keep going. The old man. No. Have you heard of the? Have you heard of the? What do they call it? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but basically they raise you way, way, way up. It's a, it's a giant swing essentially, and they yeah. raise you about 300 feet in the air. It's called a ripcord. That's what it's called. Raise you 300 feet in the air, and you're dangling upside down with your face pointed towards the ground. You have to pull your own ripcord, and then you fall straight down for a while, and it catches, and you swing up like this. My brother, I did that with my six-year-old daughter with me. No, she was completely fearless. Like, like she was tall. I was like, they're not gonna let her ride this. She's too short. Like, oh yeah, she meets the height requirement at six. And I was like, okay, I guess, or maybe seven. No, six. She was six, and we went and did it last summer. And literally, we're up there like 300 feet, and she wasn't freaked out at all. And I'm like, I'm kind of freaked out. Right? <laughs> nah. Mm -mm. Nope, I'm not getting on that. You're crazy. No. That was kind of fun. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Like, I've watched Final Destination too much. Yeah. To if know it the was weird bad. shit that happens. <laughs> like, I, that's why bad. I'm afraid of log trucks. Yes. Dude, log trucks freak me out. And I've actually seen two of them spill their logs. As a truck yeah. driver, I've seen it happen twice. And I'm like... I will like I will slow down to 12 miles an hour if it means I don't have to pass you. I was in the car with my girlfriend when she was here last weekend and it wasn't even a log truck. Yeah. It was literally like they were hauling giant reams of paper. And mm. she's sitting next to me in the seat and like I just feel tapping on my arm and I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "Haven't you seen this movie enough times to know that you need to pass this?" I'm like, "It's not a log truck though." She goes, "Doesn't matter. It's long cylindrical objects that could fly yep. out and crush the car and i'm like okay yep. and i moved over and I yep, fair it. enough <laughs> I'm like, absolutely <laughs> anything like that any any no. beans anything like that no i don't care what it looks like well i have like an irrational fear of the weirdest stuff now from those movies i feel like yeah. but like 
the craziest of circumstances would have to occur for that to actually kill you. But Dude, movies now, are powerful, like, though. Like Jaws, Jaws is one of the most powerful examples because I grew up in Michigan in the Great Lakes. They're not the ocean. We don't have sharks. <laughs> but I was terrified of sharks. Like it would freak me out swimming Finger in the lake. lakes. Finger Lakes in New York. Yeah. We were, I was terrified yeah. of Jaws too. It would not go in the water. It's like you can't get it out of your head. Like you know, like rationally, you know, there's no sharks in this in this body of water. Yet you're still freaked out about it. You're still like, nope, it's coming yeah. to get me. That happened to me in a pool. <laughs> I would pull like a like the diving board end of the pool when I was in middle school. To be fair I, though, that pool Joe Biden was the was the um, lifeguard there, so I can understand being afraid of that I one. Know. I was <laughs> like I I jumped in like I had goggles on and I dove off the diving board and I don't know like and I hadn't had like this thought like in all the years since a kid watching Jaws, you know what I mean? But I mm -hmm. jumped in and as I'm like the water swirling around me, like it hit me. And I had this like half a second of panic where like the bubbles are going to clear and there's going to be a shark coming at me. I freaked out. Like I have just totally irrational. I don't know where it came from. And I come screaming up to the surface, freaking out, thrashing around. And the gym coach is like, what the hell is the matter with you? And I'm like, nothing. I was terrified. I have no <laughs> I idea where down. it came from. Like, <laughs> it was the worst, man. Like, I, I watched the first couple scenes with my family. My dad was trying to make us watch it. And I, I walked out of the room. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. He's like, okay, you're grounded. And I was like, okay. And to this day, I'm not permanently scarred. So I feel like I won yeah, that one. Those guys that scared me. Alter guys I, got scared me. I got it twice, though, because I grew up in upstate New York, and there's a lot of ponds and lakes and stuff like that that we would swim in. And I watched Lake Placid. So oh, then, like, we yeah. went from having an irrational oh, no. fear of like sharks to like there's there's totally yeah. a crocodile in this water. <laughs> <laughs> just it was not good. <laughs> don't watch those movies, and then you can swim in open water and just never never know what to be afraid of. I mean, you have to understand. My mom was not the best parent, and like I would ask to watch a movie, she'd be like, "Sure, sure." The reason why I saw Chucky when I was way too young to see Chucky, and I have an irrational oh, no. feel of dolls now. Like, it, parenting was very lax in my home before the age. Yeah, of I was. I've never seen <laughs> Chucky, but dolls still freak me out. I think I, I don't even know if that's irrational. <laughs> no, right mm -mm. <laughs> And like you thought, Chucky was like the peak of like dolls scaring you, and then Annabelle came out, and it made mm. it infinitely worse. I'm like, there's no dolls ever. I'll kick them. Just <laughs> I hate. Yeah, no, the and then the beginning of the an, every Annabelle movie. Movies. Yeah, the beginning of every Annabelle movie is like based on a true story. It's like that's even worse. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> even Thank more you. terrifying. Yeah. Like, what okay. do y'all think of like genetic memory when it comes to irrational fears? <clears throat> I think there's something to genetic memory. Yeah, maybe. But, like I have a weird fear of caterpillars. Like I know they're not gonna eat me. Yeah. But I get super I, freaked out when I see one. Is oh, that a common God. fear though? Because my wife will not get. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off more. Or Kelly, more. Are you okay? But like, my wife won't get anywhere near a cat caterpillar, for, and she has no like rational reason why. No she reason just freaked why. out by him. And my daughter's the same way. I won't get the only feet. thing that I am freaked out by is ticks. They're the only things that give me the. Mm. And everything else, I'm fascinated by. I don't think I have any irrational fears being trapped. Like I can't be without my car if I'm not at home. Like if I'm at home and my car's not here, it's cool. But if I'm anywhere without my vehicle, it's, it's irrational. It's like the only thing. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not really afraid of anything. Take ticks. I don't. Ugh, ticks. I I met someone who got bit by a tick and got Lyme disease and can never eat red meat again. So I would be pretty freaked out about it. Well, I've never yeah. been bit by one. I've <laughs> never had point. one on me. It's just I don't like them. Yeah. I mean. Yep. 
you hear the term irrational fear and like you hear irrational and you think it's a fear it's something that no one should be afraid of mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like ross on friends being afraid of like cellophane like that's an irrational irras- fear. when i think irrational fear i think it's ex- an extreme fear like you are you have no reason or rhyme to why you are scared of this thing i have I've, I've never i mean i was trapped at six years old in the bathroom but that was different well, it's like it's like I when someone says they're afraid of heights fear. It's not really irrational because you could fall and that's, die. That's so, like, that's irrational. why I think the difference is, right? I think the fear of snakes as well, because so many of them are poisonous. Like, it's a right. little bit irrational if you're freaking out about something that's clearly not poisonous. But if you don't know. But I guess if you're on like a chair, like two feet in the air and you're afraid of heights, I guess that would be irrational. But yeah. I, I mean, some would say that like someone being afraid of chickens is irrational. But I've definitely seen a chicken like kick the shit out of a little kid before. So, like, so have I. I yeah. mean, can you really call it irrational? That kid is scarred for life on his leg, literally scarred. <laughs> yeah. where, like the chicken just kept pecking him. So. But th- does, that irrational? To, does that go back to Abby's question of genetic memory? Because some people believe that chickens are like devolved or uh, raptors, essentially, like <laughs> raptors became chickens. So maybe I mean, there's like some genetic be... memory of like being afraid of raptors and you see like the modern day raptor. That could make sense, though. Like, you yeah. just, Listen, you raptors just are only like chickens because they were small dragons. <laughs> have you guys ever heard of that bird called the cassowary no i've heard of it google this thing so like it's a it, it looks like a giant dinosaur turkey and oh, it's apparently it the most dangerous bird in the world and i went to this oh. nature preserve in australia yeah look this thing up i went to this nature preserve in australia and like you could walk around with kangaroos and like all these different animals like completely out in the open and pet them whatever and kangaroos they walk up to Th- those things are freaking aggressive, dude. They walk and, like, punch too. on you like this, and they look like really terrifying, like seven yeah, feet tall. They're huge. The muscles are crazy yeah, on those and they, things. And they like get ter- territorial, but you could walk around and pet those. But this cassowary was like behind like the thickest like bars. That's its like foot talon yeah. thing through a human hand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's a dinosaur. It was the one thing you weren't allowed to get near because they will literally kill people. Like they're extremely dangerous. <laughs> But well, that thing I mean, out. You ever see the videos on the TikTok of that woman where the emu was like constantly trying to kill her? As Karen, the emu, yes, useless farm. I follow <laughs> her, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what that Karen. reminds me of. Like your chain, you're like the odds of you like getting killed by an emu are low, but never zero. I feel like that's the case with the cassowary. Like I don't you're think probably not gonna get killed by one. <laughs> pretty high. There was a there was a um Steve O actually went to the same place that I went to in Australia and like they put him in the cage with it for like a minute and he was like that's the most dangerous stunt I've ever done. It like freaked him out that bad. I swear it's like looking into the face of an actual dinosaur. It's so weird. It's gotta be. I do believe that like the chickens are the like because if you look like the way they depicted raptors in Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is not correct because like, apparently raptors through studies or whatever they did actually had feathers. Right. Yeah. On them. So, like, technically speaking, that's probably accurate. I mean, if you believe in evolution, it's funny. It's funny that the new Jurassic Parks try to like, kind of softly like make that correction because they'll start including some dinosaurs with feathers. Have you, have you noticed that? Yeah. Jurassic World movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just them trying to push evolution. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of it is. Because, like, have you ever seen a raptor? Have you ever seen one? When was the last time you saw a raptor? You want to talk about conspiracy theory stuff, though? Have you guys actually looked into the history of the people that found all the bones and like came up with the name of the dinosaurs? No. Like they would basically find like a a fragment of a hip bone and come up with a freaking like triceratops out of it. 
Like the, the the actual evidence for like a lot of the dinosaurs we think are just normal are just like, yeah, we found like uh we found like a elbow or a shoulder socket and like this is a T-Rex. Well, I know that the T-Rex that they have that the like all the bones are together that they have on display that they're like this is the most put together T-Rex. Most of the bones are like cow bones. Yeah, like 90% of them are like yeah. You have four bones on there that are of a dinosaur and the rest of them are from other animals that you just compiled together and was like, hey, this is what it looks like. Yeah, look into look into the what, what's a, what's the, the name of that monkey lady? Do you guys remember this story? They taught it in high school. It's like she Lucy, she, Lucy uh, the chimp you. lady. I know who you're yeah, talking Lucy. about. Lucy. Basically, the, the, the link that they had that uh, humans evolved from monkeys is like a part of a shoulder, a part of a thigh bone, a toe and like this much of a skull. If you yeah, actually it, look at like what of Lucy's real, it's like almost nothing. I watched a documentary on it when I was younger where the documentary was trying to sell you Lucy. It wasn't trying to debunk her. Right. And it was the best debunk of Lucy I've ever seen because it was <laughs> such a stretch. It's such a stretch though, isn't it? It's like, yeah, like every time they open their mouths. I don't know if the fact <laughs> that like the whole T-Rex like skeleton, like that only four of those bones are real. I don't know whether that's comforting or scary. Because it could really go either way. That could go either way. It could be really comforting. Okay, maybe they weren't that big. And then it could go the opposite direction where it's like, maybe they were bigger than that. And this is infinitely more terrifying than we even realized. No, they were that big. I think the T-Rex, to be fair, is like one of the most put together of all the dinosaurs they found, though. Like, there's some that it's literally like they found nothing. But I just think it's a dragon. Anything that's big like that, that's lizard like, it's a dragon. And there is yeah. there's histories of dragons in every single culture that there is. So why yes. why would you think that they're not real? Yeah, mm-hmm. cultures that never uh, interact with each other for thousands of years all have stories right. of dragons. It's really and then evolution's like, oh no, they're dinosaurs. No, they're dragons. Shut up. You lying to everybody. That What's the difference? Me. What's genuinely the difference between the two? Nothing. Besides they're the words. Big lizards. They're just big lizards. Right. Well, the, well, that and like what they were rumored to have done. So, like, you hear mm. dragon and you automatically think like breathing fire. You know because what I mean? And, like, right, but that's what I'm saying Some is they try to differentiate them. There were flying dragons, there were fire dragons, there were water dragons. There's a whole bunch of different types of dragons. But think about yeah. how many other things appear in like hieroglyphics and stuff like that in different cultures separated for thousands of years where they all basically write the same picture of things. Mm hmm. That's always amazed me because, like, how can you refute that? You know what right. I mean? Like, they've, they've literally never had any contact. They're separated by thousands of miles of land. Yeah, like and they've all seen the same shit. Yeah, like, they've all yeah. seen the same shit. Like, come on. Right. Like, you can't write right. that off as, now. they're crazy. Are they? Just right. Gar- gargoyles. You see gargoyles everywhere in architecture. Like, of course those were real. Of course mm-hmm. they were real. I mean, like, me personally, I think it all has a common source. I think, like... uh the alien stuff, the gargoyle stuff, like all this stuff, like, you know, you just be, I don't know if it's just I'm a Christian, but like you read the Bible and you talk, like hear about Nephilim and you hear about like demons and th- things like that. And it just seems like the same thing happening in all of history. You know, people are seeing the same like spiritual yeah. interdimensional forces and stuff like that. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about fire breathing dragons real quick. Cause, cause you guys have ever seen the bombardier beetle said he's a Christian. I pulled my Bible out. Nice. <laughs> you and PJ could probably have some very good conversations. <laughs> I have a book. It's called Dispensational Truth. Get it. I will check that out for sure. It breaks down the entire everything in seven. It's like timelines in sevens. Everything. Nice. The nice. whole Bible down in sevens. 
It's fascinating. Well, hold on, because Abby said she wanted to discuss. Yeah, what's what's this bombardier beetle you're talking about? There's a beetle that exists. It's called the bombardier beetle, and it literally spits acid like fire Uh out of its butt. So if it's like (laughs) threatened, it mixes two chemicals from two different chambers and like shoots them out together. And the combination of chemicals will like burn you. Um, and so it's not difficult to imagine that that same like animal tech could exist in like the headspace of a dragon and then they could just right. push it out and it could be fire right. and it's mixed. Right. Yeah. Well, they covered yeah. that in Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey and Kirsten yep. Dale. They explained it, that they had two of separate lands. Of course they that- did. Yep. It, it reminds yeah. me of uh, what, what's that movie? Um, Die Hard Three. Remember, it's the two different chemicals, and then when they hit together, they yep. made an explosion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's funny, Wyatt? I was researching yesterday for uh, a conspiracy, like a short conspiracy TikTok I was working on. Mm-hmm. There was actually a dragon reported in the Tombstone newspaper in eight in the eighteen eighties or something like that. Like dirt, like when Wyatt Earp was like the governor or the sheriff of Tombstone. Ooh. There was two two cowboys that rode out of the that. desert. And killed a dragon and brought like pieces of it back, and it was reported in the newspaper there. There's pterodactyl type stuff reported in Indian myth pretty recently. Do you know they're trying to push unicorns in evolution now? Unicorns? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, prehistoric unicorns. I can't pronounce the name of it, but look <laughs> it up. They're they're just big beasts with one big horn, which is what unicorn means. It's what it means in Latin. So what it means. I don't have I, any I problem that. with unicorns existing. It's just more well, uh, in the Bible. Unicorns in the Bible. I do have a problem with unicorns existing. I'm a comic okay. book nerd, and if you've ever seen the television show Legends of Tomorrow, there's a unicorn that walks around Woodstock, and everyone's like tripping balls, going, "Oh, look, a unicorn! That's so cool!" But it's a murderous, rampaging unicorn. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that a kills horse. People. It's not. No, a it's horse. Still, no. It literally, it's a horse with a horn, and the mane and the tail are rainbow, and everyone's like, just they're high and loving each other. Like, oh, it's a unicorn, and this thing just kills people. So no, real unicorns were like oxes with big horns. They were big, Are... big animals. Horses and are the dicks anyway, so I'm not sure I want them to have a horn. Right? I've been headbutt by a horse. I was glad it didn't have a horn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, does that technically make a narwhal a, a unicorn? A narwhal yes, technically it does make a narwhal. A water unicorn. A water unicorn. Numbers. <laughs> 23, Job 39, Psalms 29, and Psalms 92 all talk about unicorns. Goodbye. They really? It really does. Hmm. They talk about dragons could, in the Bible, too, actually. Yes, yeah. Leviathan. There's a dragon. There's a fire Leviathan's a water, water one and breathes fire. Like, it lives in the water and it breathes fire, right? And then mm-hmm. Behemoth is the um, the big land. That's one that flies, right? Uh, I think that's the one. It, I think it just walks around and eats grass like an ox, but... So Could like a brontosaurus? Yeah, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just big lizards. It's all, we have dragons yeah. now. Komodo dragon is a, li- a lizard mm-hmm. or a dragon. Yeah, and they have Many acid dragons. in their mouth. Reptiles don't stop growing throughout their lives. So if you can find a way to extend their life, it'll just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So would that be what dragons or dinosaurs were? If you think about like in biblical context, people lived to be like eight, nine hundred years old, like mm-hmm. before, you know, like after the fall and it like degraded to the point where people don't live much, much past a hundred. So if, yep. if Noah lived to be nine hundred years old and his pet iguana lived to be nine hundred years old, like that yeah. thing might have actually been like a freaking dragon. Ben I mean, right. if you think about it, the think of a Komodo dragon, 
the size of a house. Right. But the Maybe Godzilla movie fire at that time instead of just have acid in its mouth. True. But if you remember, the Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick was, Broderick was predicated on the fact that when they dropped the atomic bomb on Enola Gay, mm. an iguana was exposed to the radiation and it mm. grew into be Godzilla. So in theory, yes, his pet iguana could grow up to be a massive dinosaur. Yeah. Right. But maybe it was a crocodile. Another area where there's been more recent reports are like these swamp areas in Africa where people just don't go because they're so hostile to human life. Yeah. Um, but but if you talk to people like in the bush, they'll be like, oh, yeah, there's this creature and they'll describe it. And it sounds like a dinosaur. Sounds like a T-Rex type thing. Yeah. So Rob says King James Version says unicorns can refer to any single horned animal. Yeah. Yes. Which, so a narwhal would be a unicorn. It is a unicorn. Uni unicorns exist. Fact check. Or, or a horse with a horn that's beautiful and has a horn. Murder corn. I have in fact so <laughs> I'm, I'm just horn. saying I don't want horses to have horns. I've just I've had too many too many horses be total dicks in my life. But so. this isn't about what you want, PJ. It's about what is <laughs> no no what I want. I want a blue dragon. <laughs> okay, why do we think the Rothschilds have a blue dragon? I'm I'm willing why, to believe why that. Why don't they? Why, say, why don't, don't they? they? What do you think they keep? Okay, theory though. Okay, <laughs> nobody can go to the to Antarctica, right? Like you're not allowed right. to go there, except for the right. Russians, apparently. Except and for the Russians, celebrities and celebrities and presidents right. and stuff. Kate like that, Upton right? so and stuff. Nobody technically owns Antarctica, but right. there is an island in the in Antarctica called Rothschild's Island. So mm -hmm. in an area that nobody owns, that you can't go right. to, these assholes have their own island. That's where they keep the dragon. That's where they keep the dragon. Ice it has dragon. to be. It has to yeah. be. There's no yeah. other explanation. <laughs> the Antarctica stuff's interesting because I was talking about that recently. There's like, uh, it. There's, there's crazy yeah. Shit. There's a lot of crazy shit with Antarctica. I have a thing about going to Google Maps and just having a field day. I found statues that I have no rhyme or reason of where they are, how they got there, what they're for. There's one I've actually dug enough and found out who it was, but it still kind of doesn't really make sense why it's still there. Right. But it is. But in, 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 in Antarctica? Mm -hmm. I've also found statues that the Russians have put in Antarctica. I also found Mars uh, in Canada. I did. I Mars? What do you I found Mars. There's there where they take the pictures and tell you that it's Mars. I found it. It's in Canada. I've seen that. You sure? I had girl. It's on my TikTok. There's TikToks. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll check you. them out. <laughs> it's yeah, the, one, the one thing that the flat earthers get 100% right is that um, Google does, like, even admittedly, kind of um, alter a lot of those photos too. Like, oh, uh, what was it? Um, Montauk, <laughs> I think, when I was researching Montauk, like, they actually will like blur out parts of that from the Google uh, Earth stuff. Yeah. Or like completely change it. There's also stuff that is there one day and gone the next. Right. Area 51 is completely, doesn't exist, but it's completely blurred out on the map. There's random pieces of property all over the United States, randomly blurred out. No. Listen, I was I was on Google Earth today looking at Elmira because I found a, somehow, I don't even know how I got down this rabbit hole. I just did. Um, there was a prison camp in Elmira for the Civil War in an area that I used to like hang out all the time. 
and I didn't like hanging out there because it felt funny, you know, when you're mm-hmm. in an area and it's like, this is yeah. weird. It was right yeah. next to the river. And as I'm looking at this, it's next to Foster's Pond is what it is. And I'm looking at it and there is an island right there in the river, in Shinamung River called Clinton Island. And I said, how did I live there for 31 years and not know? Well, that's why that I got was- that vibe. Yes, that's exactly because they traffic children in the Shimung River. That's what right. yes. Real quick, going back to, to, to Antarctic real quick, because I want to make this comment before I forget. If someone wants to fact check this that's watching this, I want to say it was Neil Armstrong that got to go to Antarctica. And when he came back, they interviewed him and asked him what he thought. And this dude, like Neil Armstrong's admittedly like crazy at this point, I, I truly think. But like they asked him like what he thought and he like lost his shit. Like he got crazy eyed and was like, don't go there. There's, there's living things in the mountains, like weird shit. And I, like, I remember reading this and going, what? either he went to the moon and got totally fucked up. Right. Or he's spitting truth right now, because you got to like, think about this. If he actually Uh-oh. went to the moon or both, if he actually went to the moon, <laughs> this mother effer got strapped to a rocket and just projected. No guarantee that he's coming back, right? No idea right. what's up there. He went through all of that, came back down to Earth. He's got to be fearless <laughs> to many things. And you mean mm-hmm. to tell me you put him in the Antarctic and he was like, don't go there. Don't both, go there. Both him and Buzz Aldrin have said some really strange stuff, too. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they went through. Buzz Aldrin's reaction to a yeah. bunch of stuff. He, if anybody crazy. asked him anyway, anything, he freaks out. Yeah. Hmm. He Maybe punched a guy Aldrin. for saying that they faked going to the moon. Yeah, like he freaks that. out yeah. every single time somebody questions him, and it's yeah. irrational freaking out. Like, but I think you can just walk away and be like, I'm not gonna talk about it, and just walk away. But no, he like, I think he's out. a Manchurian candidate. I, I think was gonna say, did. do you think that Buzz Aldrin was an MK Ultra subject? Yeah, yes. I think he was. I, I think he was. I think me. anybody that we see that they push in our face is MK Ultra. Yeah, celebrities are part of the monarch program. It's it. Sorry, Abby was going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, to me, if they faked it, that wouldn't explain a really angry reaction. Like, it would explain an over, <laughs> like, if they were over explaining or overly trying to convince you, but it wouldn't explain, like, them being really, really angry at you. What would explain it to me is if they did it and it was incredibly traumatic and then you question it and they're like, how dare you? This is my trauma. And, and le- well, like I could see it both ways. What if ways. they simulated like, get... it and they thought that they actually went, never did, <clears> found <throat> out later point. that they never did? Like an MKL. Okay, I, can, I, I can was going to say, that. also, if they were trying to keep the secret their whole lives, it might actually Go. just make them that pissed off that the Go. people are trying sure. to expose it. But yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Like, oh, you're telling me that I'm a liar? I'm not a liar. If they're dosing them with like massive amounts of acid, you know, going like you went to the moon and all this happened, and like it just like fried part of their brain, that would trigger an angry reaction, I think. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think they really went. I think something happened up there, so all the footage got killed, like or they couldn't ball. use it. Shut up, Kelly. That's a great movie. <laughs> couldn't use it, and then they they faked all the footage. So the footage is fake, but the landing was real. I believe that it's all fake. I believe they yeah. filmed it. I believe that Russia and China were talking about blowing people up. And they were like, we're going to distract them by saying we're going to the moon. And then well, Russia and China like, oh, Russia, we need to go to the moon too. They outspent Russia fake. and it helped win the Cold War. So like, if they faked it for that purpose, it doesn't surprise it me at all. But like, yeah. 
what gets to me is like when I realized, like I never thought of this as a kid because it was like pre, you know, cell phones and satellite and stuff like that. They just technologies didn't make a lot of sense. So mm -hmm. I didn't fully understand it. And it's like, oh yeah, they made a freaking video, like a zoom call from the moon to earth pre like when, right. when the, <laughs> right. Like, but 5G, I don't have service in the mountains. Shut right. up. Shut your mouth. That and every time I've me? heard someone explain it, like I've heard different explanations from different, like totally legitimate scientists and none of them make any sense. Like that to me is like, it, it's at very least that the footage was faked at that, right. like at very least. Look into yeah. how much money NASA puts into their helium contracts. Right. Yeah. That also is a very good point. Billions, billions of dollars. There are, there are two historical events in our nation's history where I, as an IT person, I call into question how advanced the technology really was at that time. Okay. One, sure. the zoom call from the moon. Okay. And two, you mean, and this was in a, a BOB song. Um, I can tell you the name of the song after you mean to tell me that I a nuclear know. bomb going off. Okay. Will literally destroy everything in its path. Anything with electronic components, vaporize shit. How did you videotape? the atomic bomb going off and a recover the camera in completely and totally good enough condition where you could get the film out of it and not expose yourself to massive amounts of radiation. I don't, I don't understand the science behind that because to me, like if it's close enough to film it, it's close enough to get fucked up. The math isn't math on either one of those it's just dry run conclusions, but something's not right about that. Even so, from that, the distance and the height away. Yeah. Technically. I mean, you figure a nuclear bomb goes off, what's the radius of the actual EMP portion of that that goes off when it disrupts every electronical component around it? I don't know. It's pretty far. From what from what I read, it was pretty far. Hmm. So have they so filmed, filmed lots and lots of them? I have a question. Are either one of you flat earthers? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> no, we don't have to go there. I was just questioning just, just the base where your heads are at. So. I think that there are some, some aspects of the flat earth theory that run into the Antarctica stuff. So I think that their best arguments actually just roll right into the Antarctica. No, I believe that uh, there's land beyond Antarctica. Yeah, I've seen that stuff recently. Like, it's a... a wall or whatever and there's like multiple. more lands out there yeah yeah multiple I'm trying to find and our planets are not actually planets they're just other domes outside of antarctica they're other realms gotcha <laughs> sorry i just don't have, so, I don't, yeah i know it's some crazy <laughs> thoughts i've been down this flat earth thing forever and i've even we can get into that in a long conversation but like pj you and i can have i i biblically can explain a flat earth to you with bible verses so we can get into that at another time hold on because I, I have an answer to abby's question okay so the answer is roughly line of sight from wherever the bomb is set off if it's a surface first which that was uh -huh. that would be about five kilometers or three miles give or take a little okay so what i'm calling into question is the camera technology back then you mean like so if you're three miles out from that and zooming in that footage is going to look worse than it did. So in my mind, looking at remembering the way that footage looked, mm -hmm. 
with the clarity that it had in my mind that would have to be within the three mile range and yes energy dissipates as it goes out but the electronical components of the camera there's not a lot i never even thought about aren't that you one. aren't you judging an analog tech by digital tech yeah but electromagnetic pulse disruption disrupts electromagnetic like even the simplest of an electromagnetic frequency on it like it'll mess up your watch with running off of a battery so i guess my grandmother the, used to drain watches huh the reason i my find grandmother this... any watch she would wear she couldn't wear it because she would drain the battery or kill it oh, that's really interesting what were you saying abby though yeah the reason i find this line of reasoning that's like oh i don't trust that the tech back then was good enough is that if you look at the pyramids and you look at um what was what was built um when the best pyramids there's a peak of their civilization and then it seems like they forgot how to make them and they start making shittier pyramids um, that crumble much sooner. So the Great Pyramid is significantly better than a lot of the ones that came after. And I've kind of heard this, like, it seems like there are different points in our civilization where we have a peak and then we forget an extent of our technology as we kind of, you know, we moved into digital and we forgot how good our analog was. Stuff like that. Uh -huh. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll it's weird. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why I, I believe in the whole, like, Sorry, like pre-civilization having greater technology than we realize. I do too. I do too. Like, a spe like you could look at it from a like. Okay, even if you're if you're not Christian, if you don't believe in the flood, like every every thing we know is like at some point there was like either an ice age or a flood. Like the flood myth is everywhere anyway. So like at some point a a big portion of humanity was wiped out. And then you have all this technology that was really great, like a few thousand years ago, that degraded and degraded. Like they had batteries and stuff like that, ancient batteries, and like you said, the pyramids mm -hmm. and things like that. So I feel like it's like if you have a cell phone, right? And you know how to use your cell phone and you know how to use certain technology, but you don't know how to replicate it. You know how to teach someone else how to replicate it. So yeah. eventually that technology is going to downgrade and become like you're going to start back at ground zero. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Abby's statement a little bit more credibility because we all remember the Nokia bar phone. <laughs> like you, you can't destroy them. I'm pretty sure I have one in storage that's still got like 60 battery do. life on it. <laughs> so like, you probably have a very good point with that because that was like phone was indestructible. So you know what? I'll give you that one. That was, you, you really made me think on that one for a second. I was like, I think, all right. I, yeah. I think Abby has a point, but I also think it's um, part of our our culture and like and uh, part of. Like the corporations trying to make everything like trash so you can have to replace it all the time. Plant because cars would last yeah. forever. Cars forever. would last, like, everything used to last forever. My first car they, was an 87 Camry and it had 200,000 miles on it when I bought it. And I drove it yeah. for another almost three. Yeah, wow. old cars, you get a million miles on them. Now a new car, it's like an 80,000 miles thing's a piece of junk. Yep. And with, with uh, phones, they even tell you like iPhone had like it was discovered and kind of had to admit. Yeah, they had to admit that they actually downgrade your phone. Like when you get an update, like if you have an iPhone 12 and the 13 comes out, I don't know what number they're on. Uh, the third, when the 13 comes out, the 12 will get an update, and the update is to make it slower. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a thing. Apple got sued for yeah. that one. Yeah, because they want you to buy the next model. They want you to buy the new one. I hate yeah. it. They shut off the 3G towers in my area, and I was forced to upgrade my phone. 
I was forced yeah, to. Yeah, but you like that phone. You talked about how great that phone I was do like was. this phone. It is a great phone, but like I had to spend extra money. <laughs> the principal. For real, <laughs> I'm not a type of, I'm not a bougie now. person. I have been a track phone person my whole life. Yeah, I pay it monthly. It's 35 bucks. I'm, I'm not bougie at all. This guy talked me into an S22, okay? <laughs> <laughs> worth it it was so worth it i love my phone i told you my phone films in higher quality than i can use for any project like yeah and i tried recording stuff in that and it's like oh yeah that you can't put that on the internet anywhere so (laughs) there's no point i had a setup i had a setup at smart uh, what is a straight talk phone for my cousin today yeah and i was just like mom this phone is trash i how do you deal with this how do you guys deal with your phones being like this oh my gosh Never, I will never go back. <laughs> if the human eye, like the human eye, can only see like up to 1080p anyway. So, like anything beyond that, like essentially shouldn't be visible to the naked human eye. Yeah, it's in dude, theory. I, sometimes I feel like the the new, like the the better quality TVs and things like that actually look worse. Like, if you did you notice when Blu-rays came out that they like upgraded a lot of older movies to Blu-ray and the movie looked like something you were watching on uh, like a like a local television station. Yeah. Like it just looked <laughs> bad. Exactly like it took away the, the movie upscaling feel. on it. Like. Yeah, they took away the movie magic and it made it look like something that a local uh you know news station filmed. Blu-ray I was love... I never got I never understood Blu-ray. I it was never like, did either. Why are you doing this? But you ever notice like when it's like a high definition TV and like I don't know what direction it is, but basically like you can tell the camera looks weird. Like when they move, like the whole way the mo- like the movie you're watching is filmed, looks completely and totally different. Like yeah. it's hard to describe, but you know that it's like some sort of weird phenomenon that occurs where like the technology is out of sync with one another. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can see like a move and like it's almost exaggerated. Like you can see the streak behind them. Mm-hmm. It drives me up the wall, but like that's what they're doing. It's like they're progressing this technology faster than what people can physically view. And it's like people still buy it. Like if right. you told someone today, like tomorrow, a 20K TV is out, the line would be out to the like the street at Best Buy. You couldn't see 20K. Why? That's a real thing. But Maxwell was committed. Okay, committed. What's the word? Uh, why can't I think of the word? Who are we talking what is about? the word? Maxwell, Gislaine. Okay. Oh. And people still go watch movies. There's people that they sold children to these people and they still go watch movies. So, yeah, I believe oh, it. Wow. I people you. are still doing that shit. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why can't I think of what it's called? It's You're saying that she it. was convicted? convicted? Convicted. That's the word. Gosh. Committed. I'm like, committed to what? Like, what are you talking I about? I know. I'm like, that is not the word. What is the word? Convicted. <laughs> Thank you. She was very committed to stealing young girls. Oh, oh, speaking of that, I saw this the other day and I didn't know that. The, like, it doesn't surprise me it was a thing, but I didn't know it was a thing. The cabin that like the famous picture of like, Epstein I saw, I know exactly what you're talking about. The queen sitting yes. in, the, in the same cabin. I was like, wait, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. Seriously. Are yeah. you telling me that the queen whose son was Andrew, who was like, a, you know, part of this whole logs. conspiracy might have been linked to this whole thing? That's crazy. Well, no, like it, like I said, it didn't <laughs> when like when you stop and think about it, it's like, is it shocking 
that she was there. No, because we all remember the video of the naked kid trying to crawl out the window and falling to the ground. We all know her son was involved in this thing. But it was just the fact of how would this woman let herself be photographed at this cabin? That's what I don't understand. Like, that's yeah. a huge tactical oversight. Sight. Huh? Hidden in plain sight. That's crazy. Is it? Is they it could do just, whatever they want. Yeah. Is it just that there's just no concept at that level of existence of that anyone would ever call you on something? Yeah. I you, think that's you, part you of it. Away, I think she's, who cares? I'm the queen. I think she's so old. She had to like realize like you could get away with this stuff when she was young and you could do whatever you wanted because there was not cameras every single place. Mm. There wasn't the internet. You know, it's like you could get away with a lot more um, than you could today. But she got away with it till her death. It blows my mind. It just it blew my mind. I was like, you got to be shitting me. I like, like and it makes you. It feels like the same with the moon landing. Like they can make a, a Zoom call from the moon and everybody just accepts it because nobody knows the technology. And now today we're like, that's not possible. Right. It's not a thing that could happen. <laughs> it's just like it. But it didn't matter in the in 1969 because there was no like concept of, like in the public mm -hmm. of like yeah that's not a thing. It just I think I think what gets me about the whole thing is like as much as I've looked into the whole trafficking ring and and all of that and the amount of people that are involved in it you've never really to this point outside of Bill Clinton really you've never really seen a like a big po political figure like that connected to it you know what i mean like actual concrete mm -hmm. photographic evidence you know and you think of the queen like yes she's a figurehead okay mm -hmm. But like to see the queen sitting at that cabin, like the mag the sheer magnitude of the amount of people involved with it hits you and you're just like, Holy mm -hmm. shit. Like that's yeah, crazy it's to global. me. Global. It's huge. The so, that would be like them almost... dropping a picture of Obama sitting there tomorrow. You'd be like, What the fuck? Like it, it, it's <laughs> almost it's almost like a problem though, because I feel like people are so comfortable with uh, the world that they conceive that the, the cognitive dissonance is so strong in people that like the more evidence that comes out showing that something is real, the more that they just either tune it out or ignore it. So like at some point people reach a threshold and they're just like, Nope, I'm done. Yep, it's yep. like, you know, it's, if it's one celebrity, if it's Bill Clinton flew to Epstein Island 27 times, like, wow, that's a huge scandal. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And maybe people can grasp onto it, but then it's like, Oh yeah. And also all of Hollywood and all of the mm -hmm. media and all of these people were involved and heads of state were involved. And then people just like, even if it's provable, they're just like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. Just like what mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier with uh, with Paperclip or with MK Ultra. It's, when it's because too they're big, all still running around. Yeah, when it's too big, even when it's provable, people are just like, yeah, that's that would completely shatter my much. whole worldview. It's like it's sensory overload. Just, it shatter my worldview. It costs too much to accept the theory. So no matter how much evidence you get, you, you're not going to accept it. People are like this with 9-11. It costs too much to accept it. So they won't, no matter what. Right. That's yeah. My really thing cool is, I I prefer being on this side of it though. I like yeah. going to movies. I like having this worldview because I know what's going on. I see it, and they can't. I think play you have to me break like through. People are getting played. Like you guys just wasting your money. to get there though, and I think a lot of people they hit that wall and they just are like, nope, I'm done. That's too painful. It's too mm -hmm. weird. Like there, there's probably like a lot of people that start to wake up to certain things. There's like a there's like a season of depression because they're like holy shit like my whole life everything I believed is not true. Yeah, and, and, and it, very... it comes and goes. The depression comes and goes. Like for a while you're like hyped, and then for a while you're like, oh, man, this is really fucking going on. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So I think that it you know too many people are. I mean, yeah. we live in a society and in a world, especially in the first world in America and stuff like that, where it's just like comfort is king. You know, 
and anything and that yes. makes was remember what moss said when he was on the show a couple weeks ago think about your average person okay they're worried about bills gas food there's so much just for lack of a better way to put it normal shit going on in their lives every single day that they're worried about that's kicking around in their brain when, when you pile on maxwell being convicted and, and the magnitude of what that means and then the queen being in that picture it gets to a point where like there is so much on their plate that they're looking at that's the easiest thing to remove. Well, like, well, it's because those are their outlets. All of those things that you're destroying, those are their outlets. They don't have any other mm -hmm. outlets to fall back on. Well, you have to find other outlets to fall back on so you can actually see what's really going on. Yeah, you know people mm -hmm. can't do that. People, people don't want to give that. up. They basic can't find other things to do. People won't turn off reality TV and read a book because it's too, you know, it's too I easy. I will never turn my TV on. My yeah, TV social TV. media is evil and it's toxic, but you see the same people saying that sitting on it for four hours a night. Right. In front of their TV looking at it. Well, if it was that toxic and it was that bad, you Turns would delete off. it and never go back to it. Yeah, but I just look do. at that stuff as like a necessary... <laughs> I look at this stuff as like a necessary evil in some sense. or like Not even a necessary evil. It's just something that exists and we have to adapt to the fact that it exists and that's how the mm -hmm. world works. It's like as much as like my life would probably personally be better if I wasn't on social media, I also feel like there's something in me that wants to you know, say the things that I want to say and hopefully reach people in some way with, with, uh, mm -hmm. with my words yeah. that keep me on. Right. There, so right. I, that's, that's true of all four of us, I would say, you know, it's perfectly, yeah, that's why I'm just on TikTok. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to, to choose to not be on Twitter, but Twitter is where, you know, the majority of the fight is happening. That's where that's the right. politicians true. are. That's where they're taking their cues. <laughs> so if you want any kind of say in it at all, you got to be there. Mm -hmm. That's a good, point. yeah. You yeah. just have to I, enjoy I, the I fight. Believe that, I believe that politics are lost at this point. Yeah. But I mean, like, like with most things in life, there's getting bad with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be a bad side to it or a downside to yeah. it. And I guess that's the decision people have to make is what what amount of bad are you willing to deal with to get the good that you want out of it? And if most people can can stomach that mm -hmm. in order to get the good out of it, then I guess all the more power to you. I think it's well, also a, a cope to to blame the newest strain of technology on all of your so. sadness and all of your you know we all have a, a concept that there's something deeply wrong with the world and so many people are like oh it's because of social media no it's not no it's not no. yeah it's not like it started in 1999 and or when or 2009 when uh right. facebook came out yeah i blame mtv to abby's point though to abby's point though like one of the things you'll hear and i kind of like said it a second ago is like well turn off the tv and read a book because that could be better for you but you know it's like it's true with books too like look at what's look what the books that are we're fighting over right now like literal pornography being pushed on yeah. children in elementary school it's like mm -hmm. any medium can be used for evil Social media yeah. can be used for good or evil. A book can be used, a movie, a TV show. It can all be used for like documentaries. You know, it's it's all of it. So mm -hmm. it, just because we live in a in an age of technology and visual art has replaced most uh like you know visual moving art has replaced like pictures and paintings and books, it doesn't yeah. mean that that stuff is inherently evil. It's just an amoral uh you know you know thing. what hold on a minute. No, I'm gonna say something really radical here. Just like follow it. me if you can. <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay. ready for this. <laughs> Sorry. Guns, firearms, aren't inherently evil. What? But you what? can use them for evil things. 
Oh my gosh, what a concept. That's it's amazing. What? Almost like we're breaking down barriers here, guys. So wow. <laughs> Knocking on all cylinders now. <laughs> he said that, and I'm like, I got to do it and be the jackass. I thought he was actually going to say something like <laughs> something profound. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just being a smart ass. <laughs> breaking the new ground Spartacus. Uh, Something that everybody in here can like universally yeah. agree upon. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, I do love guns though. I'm kind of a gun nut, so <laughs> yeah. Guns yeah. are fun. They are. They are a little bit, a little bit, little bit. Guns yeah. are not guns don't kill people. Okay, Chuck Norris kills people. Sure. My dad was here. Was, my dad was here working on my ceiling today. And my dad is always armed. But he took his gun off and set it on my dresser while he was working. I walked out and I said, That's not mine. That's not mine. That's big gun. That's not my gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my gun. <laughs> it's not See, every time I'm around a different gun or a new gun, my I only have one thought. I want to shoot that thing. I, I want, want, I want oh, to be I've, in control. I've shot that gun before. I've shot all my dad's guns. But what is it? Uh, a lot bigger than mine. What, what was it? A Clint Eastwood's quote is his his idea of gun controls. If there's a gun in the room, he wants to be in control of it. That's, that's yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that exactly yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like. I don't know if it's like a guy thing, and I'm pretty sure most women that like love guns would do this too. But it's like, it doesn't matter how big the gun is, and if I know in the back of my mind, like if I shoot that, it's 100% going to hurt me because like I'm not prepared for this. But like, you're still gonna do it anyway. Like I yeah. fired a 50 cal rifle, and I knew, I knew, I'm like, this is gonna like, this is gonna dislocate my shoulder, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and not only did I get up there and fire the 50 cal, I just went. Wham, 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 like with the whole five round mag on. And when I tell you, like, my shoulder was like this for like the weekend, I couldn't yeah. lift it. Was worth it, it was worth it, though. It was worth it. It was definitely worth so it. Worth it. Because when you hit that tan right target through the scope, yes, yes, you just watch it blow up, you're like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I just had to like rapid fire the rest of it. Tannerite is the is one of the greatest things that is still legal. <laughs> I love I love Tannerite. Yeah, Have you ever shot this stuff, Abby? No. Nope, you know what you know what we're talking about though, right? It's that little powder, like those powder, and you mix them, kind of like we're yeah. talking. About, like, you mix two powders when you shoot them, they blow up. They blow up. Yeah. Oh, it's I've, so I've much seen fun. Them. Yeah. yeah, we call them redneck fireworks in upstate New York. Redneck fireworks is the best redneck term for it. Yeah, you can get a little crazy with them um, if you're not careful. The uh, you ever see the video on Facebook where the guy shoots the refrigerator? Yes, and, like the door flat. Apparently. Wasn't that wasn't that um, FPS Russia? It might have been him because it looks like him, but I never found out it was actually him. Someone had said one time that the whole fridge was loaded with nothing but Tannerite. And if it was what? FPS Russia, I 100% believe he just took Tannerite and was like, yeah, and just went to town on it. But like that door flew off with so much force, ended up hit him. I'm pretty sure it would just cut him in half. I mean, oh, yeah. Coming fast. Yeah. He would have been very dead. If that had <laughs> very, him. very dead. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, hold yeah, on. Explosion, explosions are fun. The more yes. the more it recoils, the more I need to shoot it, and the more I giggle afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's like the first time I shot an AT4. Like I knew I was gonna get a freaking headache from from those things because the concussion on those things sucks, but it was still mm -hmm. fun. It's like oh, you yeah. deal with the headache for the day, and you're like, yeah, but I still shot a rocket launcher, so it's kind of freaking cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth it. Yeah. That's, it doesn't matter what I fire either. Like it can be like as small as like a 22. All the way up to a 50 cal. I still have the same childlike wonderment to it where I fart and I'm like, ooh, and then I gotta do more. Like, I'll never forget the time, like, I was with cop, like, law enforcement officials, 
and I got to fire a full auto MP5. I fired like three shot burst on it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And he goes, oh, you think that's cool? And he flips the switch. Now, most rational people would be like, just like burst fire, just brr, brr, not me. <laughs> I just watched all the rounds go flying out of him. Like, can I do it again? Like, it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, yeah, full auto mag dump is one of the one of the greatest joys in life. <laughs> it is. It is. With the price of ammo nowadays, it's painful to watch the amount of money yeah. shoot out of it, but it's still very fun. I recommend it to anybody who hasn't tried it at least once. Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing I miss about the military is getting to shoot guns without having to pay for the ammo. <laughs> now I'm like, man, I love guns, but I mostly look at them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they look really pretty in my safe. They're cool. <laughs> Yeah. That's basically what I'm asking. I still can't find ammo anywhere. I bought uh, I bought a thousand rounds of five five six at the beginning of the pandemic, like when everybody was buying it up, and I have not fired any of it. No, because it's just like I don't. Ah, uh, man, it's like I have it, so it's like it's there. You don't but know when you're going to be able to find it again or when you need it. Yeah, right. I think five five six is becoming more available now. And I've probably mostly shot 12 gauge, but 12 gauge used to be so cheap. And now it's it's really like even the target ammo sucks. Yeah. Price. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you used to be able to pick up 22 rounds for like dirt cheap, like the Remington white box. Yep. Like you, you remember the Remington up. 555, the bucket? Yeah. It used to be 20 or $25 for 550 rounds of 22. Yeah. You can't get it. It's that not, not even, cl- it's not way even more than anymore. that. Right <laughs> not even close to being that anymore. Because <laughs> like I used to do bullseye pistol. So, like, you wouldn't use, like, good ammunition for practice. You know what I mean? You wanted to use your really good So we would buy bulk ammunition like that to practice. And it was not uncommon at the range we would go to, whether in the ammo room, buckets and buckets and buckets of that. Like, it was, like, it looked like Harry Potter's safe at, like, Gringotts. You were just like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You can't find that shit anywhere now. Awful. Yeah, it's sad. making my own. It is. Well, you know, they figured out that little by little, the Supreme Court is basically saying most of what they're doing is mm-hmm. unconstitutional and illegal. So, okay, we can't take the guns away from you. We'll take the ammunition away from you. So that's exactly how it. it started a long time ago when they shut down the smelters in America. Like we have no lead smelters in America. So now you can't get, you know, you can't buy American lead to make bullets. You got to buy it from China. And then it started with like uh, California's pushing like taxing per bullet and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll have the guns. You just won't be able to shoot them. That's right. what they're trying to do. They've realized that they legally cannot take the physical firearms away from you at this point. They've they've yeah. realized that that's never going to work. So now they're going mm-hmm. the other route, which I mean, I admire the level of skill. Because okay, you know, well played. Girl, well played. Fuck thing. you, but well played. Okay. You know. <laughs> we need to. We need to. Make a, our own bullets. We need to get back there. Sorry, what, Abby? I know people that make bullets. We used to, you know, make our own bullets. So we yeah. just gotta, you know, what happened when when pro- <clears throat> prohibition? Everybody had their own whiskey set up. So. Listen. Well, what's crazy though is like it's not even the bullets, the casings, the powder, it's the primers. That is actually the main issue driving this right now. So there there's a huge issue with getting primers. Even all the reloader friends that I have, they're like, "Yeah, I've got bullets, I've got casings, I got all of it, but I can't I can't get primers." Hmm. So for the last couple of years, especially in the last 3 years, it's been like all all the reloader guys are just like, "Yeah, I've got boxes of mostly finished bullets." <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So so but, Abby, uh, 
what what you're telling me is we need to become become more like Mel Gibson. Yes. In the Patriot Always. and melt down little soldiers and make musket balls. Yeah, it's going to go back to muskets. Listen, I think yeah. of that scene <laughs> all the time. Yes. But seriously, we need to develop a technology of a, of a gun that shoots at the level that we are at now that we can build our own bullets for easily you know, without. You know what the answer yeah. might be? Have what? you seen those green gas guns? No. They make oh these things are so cool. They make these freaking guns and they're they're kind of like muzzle loaders. Like they they take a normal muzzle loader bullet, but or not a, like a round bullet, like a like a bullet without the casing or the powder or any of that. And it has CO two essentially, like this green gas, mm. and you can shoot a fifty cal bullet at like twelve hundred feet per second out of a freaking like CO two gun. So you just need like a CO two tank, and yeah, they're freaking sweet. They're kind of really expensive, but I want one. Yeah, well, you know, we can tactically acquire a few of them too. Tactically acquire. <laughs> so my dad, so I tell everyone, I tell a lot of people this joke because it's it's a joke, but it's it's also kind of true, but not really true. So my dad, my dad is like training to be like the most deadly person in the world. I swear. Okay, so this guy, like, when my dad, when I when I grew up, my dad had two hunting rifles. That's all I had, right? As I've gotten older, my dad has hunting rifles. He has pistols. Okay. Normal progression of things. You would think that's where he would stop. No. He bought um, training nunchucks <laughs> off of Amazon. He bought a long bow to test with. And from what I, I hear from his girlfriend, he's quite proficient with this at, at a distance. He took, because he's a paramedic, he found an old CPR dummy. And he hung it on the wall, bought a blowgun. Yes. And at like 35, Amazing. 40 yards with a blowgun, straight he's got like a grouping. He's literally like, so on average, there's like 1,200 items in any given room. My father's training to kill you with all 1,200 of those items, including the room itself. I swear to God. <laughs> because like it's, every time he tells me, I'm like, you, like, this is terrifying. Because when you see my dad, he does not look like this type of individual at all. But like he could probably kill you with like this. So like, so what you're saying is when what you're saying is, is when an intruder breaks into your dad's house, he's not reaching for a gun. He's like, I've got a flashbang and a hatchet. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Basically, yeah. I mean, essentially, like that would be my dad. Like he would just be like, Alexa. You know what I mean? And like the lights would glow red and the strobe lights would come on and welcome to the jungle would start playing and my dad's just coming down the hall with He's a got a smoke a machine bag. hooked up to it. The fog comes up. Right. <laughs> he quotes Dwight Shrew. He goes, the greatest bullet fired is the one that you don't fire at all. And he just pops up behind you. And just like, like <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> Oh god! But I, I tell I like I tell people that all the time, and there's some people who like will laugh at it, like you did, because like obviously it's an exaggeration. Like yes, he bought all those things, and yes, he uses them. He's not trying to kill anybody. He's just like all the kids are out of the house, and he's looking for fun shit to do. You know what I mean? Like shit that like he never would have been allowed to do in the house when we were growing up. Obviously, yeah. So like now that we're gone, it's like hey, I'm gonna buy all the fun shit. But uh, right. there's some people I tell that to, and they like back away from me, like my dad's some sort of serial killer. I'm like. You're afraid of me, but if this is even remotely true, my dad's the person you want on your team. Trust me. Right? <laughs> like... right. You want to be friends with me. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's that crazy guy that everybody shows up to in the zombie movie, and they're like, hey, sorry about those things we said. You're right. There is I'm like, huge... can I have an MRE? <laughs> 
there's there's a huge difference between mm -hmm. kind of the romance of protecting your home like this and the romance of going out and killing people. And I think right. the left just does not know how to differentiate between like this is it's not a matter of this thing is evil. It's but your culture has to be careful that what you're assigning that romance to or whatever you want to call it, because there mm -hmm. are things in cultures that have. Um, like the Brooklyn Bridge used to be really easy to jump off of and kill yourself. And mm -hmm. it became this romanced thing where people just kept doing it. And they ultimately, they just had to build um, a fence and it, and it took suicide down by a huge amount because there is a point where your culture does get sick and a thought gets planted and you have to do something about it. But that, that mm -hmm. thing is not taking the guns away, but there might be something like, okay, why are our young men going out and shooting up these places? Like, there might be something to fix there. Right, exactly. I also think with, with, with Wyatt's dad, I think there's something that a lot of women don't understand about men, and, and I think that's just the fact that we all are nerds at heart, and we're all going to role-play in some way. So it's either going to be like Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> or we're just going to be like right. role-playing as Arnold Schwarzenegger, like running around our house yeah. with a bunch of, you know, of like, course. tomahawks and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just fun. It's I remember good Bruce Lee yeah. and the nunchuck scene as a kid. And that was the right. coolest thing in the fucking world. <laughs> I mean, so you need to tell me as an adult, I can buy practice nunchucks that aren't going to hurt me <laughs> if they hit me in the back of the head and try to replicate that. Sign me up all day. Like, we're not yeah. trying to hurt anybody. It's all shit that we saw as a kid. And now that we're adults and we have money to like buy this, we're like, I'm probably doing I can doing buy throwing stars on Amazon. Right. 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 Like, I can buy a blowgun and like, just shoot it at stuff in the house. This is so cool. Do I know that I'm never going to use a throwing knife in a legitimate situation effectively? Sure. 100%. Do I still do I still set a board up in my backyard and throw <laughs> knives and hatchets at it? Hell yeah, 100%. I do. That's Absolutely, awesome. I do. 100%. It's so much fun. Am I ever gonna? Is my father ever gonna find himself in this situation where a blowgun is an applicable method to take out a threat? Right. No. Probably. Probably. Can I? Uh, no, but the fact might. that he can do it. But the fact that know. he can do it is pretty badass. Like I'm not gonna lie. It's like it's like Chekhov's gun. It's like you know, in, in the beginning of the movie, you see like this one random item, and you're like, that's gonna be used to kill somebody at the end. It's, <laughs> exactly. That's your dad's blowgun. You walk into his house and you see it, and you're like, yes. At some point, like the fight's gonna get to the point where he like that's the only thing within reach, and he's like got a th like this <laughs> much left of his life. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it is. on the ground. But like, like my dad, like I said, like all of these are like applicable skills, like you applicable skills to life, right? Like learning right. how to hunt with a bow and stuff like that. You know, like compound bows, they're not everywhere. You know what I mean? They can break. You can make a recurve bow out of almost anything if you try hard enough. You can make your own arrows and fletchings and stuff like that. So say we ever dig it to a point where like the ammo has gone and you have to hunt, provide for your family. And he's the guy you want on your team because he knows how to do all of this. Yeah. So right. Why are you freaking out about this? I've also, know? I've also always enjoyed bow hunting. I think it's more, I think it's more exciting. Because you bow hunting is to... more exciting than gun. Yeah, hunting with a gun for sure. Yeah, you can be 150, 200 yards out with a rifle. When you got a bow, like you can reel right up on that thing. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, like the adrenaline rush you get from killing a deer with a bow is is like nothing else because you gotta you know stand up in your stand, you gotta like draw, and it's it's gotta be close. And you have to have like perfect shot, and like even a freaking branch can throw it off, and it's just like to pull off that shot and actually kill a deer is so exciting. A guy I know. Um... He got a permit for it because the property that it was on, it was actually like destroying the house, taking out livestock, family pets and stuff like that. It was, it was a giant black bear. 
Well, he's crazy. Ooh. He's crazy. He he took out a black bear with a bow. He had a 357 magnum with hollow points on what? his hips as a backup, but he took the bear out with a bow. With a bow. Two That's shots awesome. Compound bow. Holy he's got, shit. He's got the skull and both of the broadhead or the arrowheads he shot it with on a mount in his house, but he took it out with two shots. See, that, that to me is That's so terrifying. incredibly impressive just because it's not even just getting the shots off, but like bears get so dangerous if you don't kill them right away. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like he had like backup on him that like let's be honest, like a 357 magnum at close range with hollow points to a bear. You're gonna drop it fairly quick, but like it could a, get a like, sh- shot off. <laughs> bears can move pretty damn fast and Thank like you. they're a predator, okay? Like Very how dangerous. do you stalk a bear without it knowing you're coming? Because he wasn't up in a tree stand, he was stalking this thing on the ground. Oh, that's How do you badass. Sneak up on a fucking black bear. Like, right. that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire life. See, I, I, grew, I grew up in Maine, and you can, you can, if you go with a Maine guy, you can, you can go hunt bear. But right. even guys who are shooting with a gun know that's freaking dangerous because if you don't kill it on the first shot, yeah. yeah have you, you have you seen those stories of people? Uh, it's probably usually like grizzly or bigger, like black bear aren't the big, aren't that big or aggressive compared to grizzlies, but like he wouldn't get out of my seat. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you ever have you ever seen those stories of the guy that like shoots a like unloads a three fifty seven into a bear and it kills him before it dies? Like that stuff happens too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember bear that. hunting is very dangerous. I want to do like, it. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like if I'm doing it, then get your chance. <laughs> you can't even be up in like a tree stand and hunt a bear because those things can climb the tree. They can climb. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no good place to hunt a bear. Like. If I'm hunting a bear with a rifle, a helicopter, right? That's why you have to be with a main guide. A boat. Like, you can't hunt it without being with a main guide. Kill yeah. boat. I mean, I've Some heard story. stories like what PJ was saying, but like the bear didn't kill him before it died, but like the bear charged him and this guy unloaded everything he had and the bear dropped in front of him like three feet in front of him before yeah. he finally dropped dead. And even when it laid down <laughs> on the ground, it was still breathing. Don't it just didn't have enough to keep running at him. And I'm like, I never want to be that close to death. Like that in a situation be... that I definitely could have not been in. Right. I chose <laughs> to be there. I never want that to happen. Like, the hell would that uh, Adrenaline also. You know you're going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 90, you're hunting bear with like, you know, a blow dart. Gun. A blow dart. That's what you're doing at 90. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, adrenaline's a hell of a thing because if you shoot a deer, even like I shot one and it was like both lungs, heart, like perfect shot. The nice. thing charged me. It was like maybe 50 yards away. The thing charged me and dropped at my feet like before it ran into me. Yeah. That really happened. It like ran straight like headlong at me. And I was kind of glad because it was on the other side of a river. It actually crossed the river, came up oh, at nice. me and dropped at my feet. And I was like. Oh, good. I don't have to drag the thing across the river. So kind of. Here's the thing. Like, not not to be graphic <laughs> about it, but I there was a, a guy I know. He was hunting a deer uh, with a with a shotgun. That's how he that's how he preferred to hunt deer. He shot it, and he was at such a close range. And this is a true story. I remember seeing the pictures of the deer after it dropped. When he shot it, it literally it blew the deer's heart out of the other side of the deer. So like the heart was no longer in the body of the deer. He had to chase that thing a hundred yards before it yeah. finally dropped. So a deer without a heart yep. ran a hundred yards before it was like, oh shit, and died. Yeah. 
I'm great. if a deer can do that, I'm not <clears throat> hunting a bear on the ground or any type of predator with uh you know murder mittens. We're good. Right. Murder yeah, I've seen that before. It's Listen, crazy. I want to know what the cat's name is. I'm sorry. This is Bean. Here, Bean? we get it. Yeah, I love we it. Get it. I'm taking off. I love that. <laughs> Like, why am I on camera? My, my dog is <laughs> That's the resident fact checker on the last American yeah. podcast. Nice. <laughs> I have another one called Boots, but he's a little bit more elusive. Is it Boots or is it Bean that uh, always knocks your camera over? Boots knocks my camera yeah. over. Yeah. He's always like hiding in the corners, knocking stuff down, being a problem. But but that makes me that makes me. That makes me question, though, Morgan. If the Earth was really flat, wouldn't the cats have knocked everything off the edge by now? <laughs> no, because the there's no edge. No, I was. It's just a dumb joke. <laughs> that was good. Heard that one a long time there's no edge. No edge. <laughs> cats are assholes. They just knock shit off the edge of the yeah. Earth all the time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's, takes, that's everything that's gone missing ever. Every missing person's case is a cat pushed someone off the edge. <laughs> pushed them off the edge of the earth. Everybody thinks that when they say flat earth, they think it's a disc floating in space. But flat earth, real flat earthers don't believe in space. It's not real. No. What, what's out there? Nothing. Water. Listen. Water and nothing are not the same thing. You can't well, get her started on this. Water. Listen, so when hours. God created everything, okay. he created yeah. water first, and water yep. always levels. <gasps> okay. And then now you can do so your digging. It's just water. And we're in a big air bubble inside the water. Okay. So think of it like the best way I can describe to you how she views things set up, or at one point till this theory evolved with her. Is think of like Norse mythology, the way Midgard okay. is set up, yeah, like the different realms, yeah. That's basically it. Like a lot that of tracks. flat earthers submit to that theory that that's actually the way the universe is set up. And if you look at Midgard Earth, it is actually surrounded by water in Norse mythology, and that mm -hmm. is technically the model they sort of work off of. So every noticed... subsequent realm outside of that would be another planet. Yeah, I've noticed there's a significant rise in Norse mythology. People who genu genuinely believe it recently. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. It seems to be like uh, I don't know if it's, it's like rising. a trendy thing or what it is, but yeah, yeah. it's I hard to say. I don't want to think it's because of Marvel, but I think it's because of Marvel. I do blame <laughs> for it. Might though that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing though, it bothers me because. Uh, my primary my genetic makeup is primarily um norwegian and scandinavian okay so i like i, I literally descended from vikings well i mean viking was technically a job but you know what i mean right um secondly like the lineage that i come from is that so like me looking into norse mythology like i'm i'm looking into like my own ancestral stuff and like checking yeah. out stuff like this so like for me it's cool because like it's a part of who i am but then you have people who are like bro like, and he's not like the Thor's hammer necklace. He's like, did you see Thor love and thunder? I'm going to punch you in the fucking teeth. Like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Thor love and thunder. Did you oh, guys gosh. all see it? No, I did. It is awful as it yeah. looks. Okay. It is like somebody, t they took a, a really nice thousand piece puzzle and tried to 
put it like jam it together with a my little pony one and it just (laughs) didn't work that is a very accurate description of the movie i will say this about it if you're a fan of like thor or actual like marvel canon you're probably going to hate this much movie as much as you hated ragnarok um if you can if you can remove yourself from that and Uh just watch it as just a movie and just appreciate Mm -hmm. it for a movie it's actually kind of comical i tried to do that that. it's too comical and too serious in the same movie like they, they needed to pick a lane yeah, I feel like every time to, I watch these Marvel movies, I'm watching the same movie and over and over and over and over again. Not this one. This one was very. You, you know weird. which one is? You know which one you could watch? It won't feel like any Marvel movie. Mm. She Hulk. <laughs> I've heard that, and, and that's not a good thing. Yet. That was not a positive review of She Hulk. It's just so bad that there's nothing good to find it's, in there's, it. So. There, there's nothing. It's not good She-Hulk. as a rom com. It's not good as a law drama. It's not good as a superhero movie. It's it's not not did you see what Rotten Tomatoes gave it for a rating? No. What? 87%. Oh, come wow. on. Yeah, I think that's what most people like forget. It's She-Hulk, but it's She-Hulk attorney at law. So the like it's like Hulk, but in like law and order. And it doesn't it doesn't it's work. not good at either though. It's not good at anyway. I could it. handle the feminism and I could handle the the not being good at the superhero part if they just knew anything about how courtrooms work. Like, they just yeah. tried. I can't handle I can't, the agendas in movies anymore. That's why I don't watch I don't, them. Yeah. Every I time can't it gets watch to the, anything anymore. The only hope I ever have in the show is when it gets to the courtroom stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll do an interesting case. Right? And they haven't. Like, it's like every case lasts 12 seconds, and it's like a really bad joke that they try to, like, really we- you know, wiggle into, this, into the thing, and it doesn't make any sense. There's no like good like clever law stuff. It's always like I brought this drunk witness in and they're ruining like it's really why yeah. would you bring a drunk witness in? That makes no sense. I don't like that about most new movies now. Where like think of the term whitewash. Like when people use the term like you're whitewashing history. Mm-hmm. I don't know the proper term that you could use, like the same concept, but for what they're doing. It's Romy. we're gonna turn these characters that that were never a, a, a african-american bisexual whatever and that's what we're going to make them or you could make up your own superhero mm-hmm. and make it its own thing why do you that, why do you have to ruin that that, that to me is ruin, what's so but- frustrating about the whole thing is they're like hey you know that character peter parker and you like this and that about him what if we made one that's not him it's not even the same name not the same race not the same person at all but we're going to call it spider-man because you guys like spider-man it's like yeah but like that's not That's even the same. Per- it's literally not the same person. So it's not like they're like, yeah. oh, you like Spider-Man when he's white, not when he's black. It's like, no, it's that I like Peter Parker. I like I, I like Spider-Man. Character. Like, this is a yeah. totally different I mean, character, and you just gave him the same name. Right. What would the public's reaction be if we decided to make a Black Panther movie but it was a white dude? They would lose I'm, their mind. I'm looking forward to the white Panther. They would lose <laughs> their mind. <laughs> well, why would you lose your mind? Oh, because he, it was a tribe in Africa. Well, okay, a fake country in Africa called Wakanda that for some unforsaken reason that I will never understand, people actually think is a real place in Africa. Oh, gosh. Yeah. A woman started to GoFundMe. She goes, this is my GoFundMe so I can pay to take a trip to my ancestral home of Wakanda. I'm like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> How do you not know it doesn't exist? <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude, but I, nobody... I, 
nobody had any problem with the Black Panther because no. he was his own superhero. He wasn't co-opted. Exactly. Now they're co-opted. But that's the, the the lie that they're trying to sell you is that, oh, you just don't like this character because they're black. And it's like, yeah, no. tell me about the Blade trilogy. The first Marvel trilogy that like did it's extremely like well before. Ever. Blade right? was everybody shit. loved Blade. Everybody <laughs> loved so Blade. Good. Everybody everybody liked uh, Black Panther. Everybody likes these movies when the character is like everybody legitimately Spawn. a thought. Yeah, Spawn. Like it's not a new thing. It's it's just gaslighting to try to like it's, right. If you agenda. make the character in a certain way, we want to keep the character the same. Don't change right, like, the character. Leave the character alone. You can make a new character however you want to make them, but leave this character alone. Like right. Okay, so like Deadpool is one of my favorite comic book characters. Dead. Okay, he wears a mask and his face is like horribly scarred. But Wade Wilson has always been a white dude. Okay, right. If you make him an African American dude, I'm not gonna like Deadpool. Why? Because I literally spent years reading Deadpool comics. I'm used to this character being a certain way. You're fundamentally mm -hmm. changing a character that I know as something entirely different and saying you just don't like him because he's he's gay now. Well, if you know anything about Wade Wilson, he's always. Been kind of gay, you know what I mean? So, like, right. that one I'd probably let That's slide fine. a little bit because it's like, well, I mean, you know, he's always been a like, now he's yeah, here comes Kevin. Like, but but now he's an African American dude. No, that stop. Why, why do you have to ruin things that have always been a certain way? Like, if if the public is crying out that much for a for a prominent African American superhero, make one, make yeah, make one. Make one. Right. There are like, it's not that there aren't though. It's even with stuff like Gotham, the show Gotham, they changed yeah. the entire Batman story. I love Batman. You changed that's, the whole story. That's the you problem made with characters Batman in that general, were not though. characters and like switched everything. No, leave it alone. There's so many iterations. That's the of problem Batman, with Batman though. though, is like even in the comics, they change who Batman is every five years. So yeah. like to even go, this is Batman is is really difficult mm -hmm. to do. Like the yeah, comics are I'm so talking badly about stuff like in they were talking about when they were doing Gotham, they were talking about making uh Barbara Gordon Harley Quinn. You can't no. do that because Barbara but, Gordon is one character, <laughs> Harley Quinn is a different character. You can't make them the same character because they're two different people. Barbara Gordon yeah. is the Oracle. You can't take that. It's kind of no, like, like when they made that Olympic track dude into uh, that really ugly woman that's a dad of the Kardashians or something. Not that yeah. girl. Yeah. Not that girl. I'm talking about Jeff Gordon's wife, Barbara. Not his daughter, Gordon. Not his no, daughter, Barbara. His wife, Gordon. Oh. <laughs> his wife, Barbara. Why can't I talk? Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought with that. Oh. Batwoman, Batgirl, whatever it was, the yeah. WB TV show. I want to see the new Batwoman. movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I thought that's where you were going. The new with Batman this. movie? Well, because it's never going to get released, so now I really want to watch it. That, 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 that's on HBO Max. No, Batgirl. Talk about different ones. Oh, oh okay. I thought you meant Batman. I was like, okay, that's out. But when What's Her Face, Ruby Rose was yeah. Batwoman, everyone loved her. Okay. Mm hmm. She didn't want to do the show anymore, so they brought in this other woman who's African-American. Nobody bitched. Do you want to know why? Because literally the part of Batwoman or Batgirl has been played by so many characters. It was like, oh, okay. Also, That's cool. That's fine. also totally new storyline. You weren't taking an existing storyline of Batgirl and ch fundamentally changing mm -hmm. the character. This was all non-canon original writing. Do whatever you <laughs> but, want with it. But that's <laughs> why your example of Deadpool is... The Batman universe, though, because we don't care. Change it. Yeah, cool. I want to see a new story. Bring it. 
Batman. But like that's that's why his example of Deadpool is so perfect because I've been a fan of Deadpool comics for a long time, and they started in the early '90s, and Deadpool's been the most consistently like tropey. Like you you know who mm-hmm. Deadpool is. Mm-hmm. If you've read one Deadpool comic, you know how he is in pretty much all of it. So if they change Deadpool, it'd be it, just like Peter Parker. If you change either one of those characters, they're so much like a person. Whereas like if you take something like Batgirl, it's like who cares? Batgirl's yeah, like cares. in every iteration is different. So if you had Wade Wilson cares. like start talking about like social justice warrior shit, no one would read it. You want to know why? Because if you know anything about the character Wade Wilson, he gets he zero would never. thoughts he would never. about yeah. any of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like if and just. You're fundamentally ruining the character. Leave it alone. Stop. So I, I have a slightly different perspective, but still like mostly in line with you guys. I I only care because they made a big deal about it. Like when I wasn't <clears throat> attached to politics years mm-hmm. ago, when I first heard that the <gasps> Little Mermaid um, live action was going to be a black girl and I knew like which actor I was like awesome i like i like this girl i think she's really cute i think she'll do a good job she has those big eyes i think she'll be perfect as a live action disney princess and i wasn't thinking in terms of race i was just so when they either a rub it in your face like see you hate this because you're a racist i'm like no i don't or yeah they cast a less talented like a not as good of a fit less talented person just because of race because they refuse to consider a white person that's where it and there are some people like peter parker where like okay he he's he's a white kid in in new york city like don't change that come up with your own character but some people i have no like bond there are characters where the race isn't that important to the character yeah i have no problem with idris elba being bond no because if what people don't realize and honest to God, is that like 007 was always a distinction. Like it was the code name. Mm-hmm. Like if you watched right. the most yes. recent Bond movie, but if they mm-hmm. but if they, they made James Bond a woman, it wouldn't be the same at all. So that that's right. the distinction. When they're talking about trying to make James Bond a woman, it's like okay, that's stupid because everything you like about Bond only works if it's a male character. Right. right. If you changed it to like 007 and changed the person's name, it'd be like okay, cool. Like yeah, if, the, if it was a woman, on board. that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. but but Abby's right, though. It really is just the fact that they want to rub it in your face, and they use this to make bad movies. So what they right. do is they make a really terrible movie, and they cast a black person, which to me seems insulting to and black people. Disney, to be like, so hey, here's a shittier anyway. version of something people liked, and we're going to cast a black person in it and put all the hate on you so that mm-hmm. when people hate it, we can make a racial point about this yep. terrible movie we made. It's so yep. cruel to them. It's what so is. cool to use them like that. I think that, that Disney is aware that they have a writing problem, that they have forgotten how to tell good stories. Yeah. And so they know every time they do this, Amazon with Lord of the Rings, they know they're going to have to fall back on these racial arguments. But it's because so it's we talk about, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about this before is because they can't they can't tell the truth anymore in fiction. Mm-hmm. And when you can't tell the truth in fiction, whether that, you know, fiction, what I mean by that for people that think it sounds weird is like, even when the story isn't real, it's like, you think of like a parable. It's like, it's telling a greater truth when you can't point to something that is true in a story, then the story's no good anyway. So they can't, the writing problem is if they tell the truth in their stories, somebody's going to be offended by it. Yeah. There's a natural way that a story leads. I think this is why we see, um, Shows start off really well because they start off with a really good story and then they refuse to follow it to its conclusion because they have rejected the truthful conclusion of that story. And so you end up with a piece of shit. Well, that's why Breaking Bad was so good because the story followed Walter White becoming a villain. 
Mm-hmm. And if they try to change it where it's like, oh, well, actually, he was going down this really dark path that could only lead to one thing, but he became someone else, you know, like it would have it would have felt like bullshit right. to everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, they do that with a lot of shows. They do that with 100. They changed that mm-hmm. show drastically by the end of it. It was stupid mm-hmm. by the end of this, the whole mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that the last two seasons are trash. Well, I mean, they did that on a lot of shows where they start to like <clears throat> they fold from the pressure of society and want them to start mm-hmm. including a lot of the social justice warrior bullshit like mm-hmm. green arrow was also one of my favorite comic yeah. book characters so mm-hmm. when they made a show about him i was thrilled mm-hmm. well they did an episode about gun control when oliver queen was the mayor and i was just like fuck come was on. It? Like, really we had black to do this you ever watch black lightning don't ask no. my opinion on that show because you're not gonna like it if they took the agenda out of it it would have been a great show all Would've that was great show because i did i watched it all the way through mm-hmm. and i'm like every time the agenda came up i'm like man if you yep. just didn't have this why do you have to have this it's a great show without this it that's why i didn't watch it yeah. because they pushed so much of that in there it was like you're ruining they what's did. actually a really it. awesome black superhero like you, you you're ruining it, it. like you have your moment mm-hmm. and you killed it they killed it. I, I think it's both like they, they're really obsessed with their agenda they have to put it in there but i think it's also what they start telling a story and then it scares them like the natural conclusions of the story and where that would lead them in their minds scares them so they're like oh God, we can't do that we gotta backfill it with all this other stuff well i've com- i've compared it i think rightfully so to christian art in the 90s because it's the same thing is like mm-hmm. okay we've got a story and here's a villain and here's how a villain would act well except we don't want to depict anything that's actually evil for the hero to fight against right. because we feel like depiction is the same as uh you know like like the flannel graphs in church when you were a kid like like what? Right. Yes. Flannel grass and little pictures that they stuck up. You don't remember those things? No. They had this, they had this felt tarp that they would hang up, and they had these little <laughs> felt pieces of cloth that were cutouts of characters, and they would put them up, and they would set the scene up for you. Yeah. And they so were always nicey nice little pictures, like the lion Daniel in the lion's den. You had like these little sweet looking lions just like laying there, and you're like you know that this guy was in a den full of ravenous right, lions. Right, right, right. 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 Like, you know they, weren't, they weren't happy lions. They weren't, like, smiling at him and shit. <laughs> like, you know the best example of this? You know the best example of this actually is, though, is, like, growing up in a church where, like, when they're teaching a certain story, they're like, oh, well, that's kind of dark. We don't really want to, you know, that, that doesn't seem really churchy and Christian of us. Uh, and the left is doing the same thing because they're religious. That's the point I'm oh, making. Oh, I hate so, it. Like, it's the realness of it. The it worst one to it. Yeah, the worst one to me was um, Jonah. Whenever I learned about Jonah, because mm-hmm. I feel like growing up, I always thought Jonah was three cha- three chapters, three in, in, the, in the book. It was like Jonah is told to go to Nineveh, and he decides to go the other way. Then he gets swallowed by a whale. Then he goes goes and does what he's supposed to. Those are the three acts of Jonah. Right, that's what everybody but like, knows if you actually read it, and it's the shortest book in the Bible, it's like, yeah, then he goes and like complains about God and asks him to kill him because he didn't <laughs> want people who weren't like him to get grace. Yes. He it's was, like a huge part of the story. It changes like all of it. He was and it so explains bitter. his motivation, but they don't want to include that because it's too dark. I don't know. It's it's weird yeah. to me. Because they don't want to include it because it makes them feel guilty about their yeah. own actions. They don't want to be right. held accountable. People hate when you present something <clears throat> to them that holds them accountable. Right. And you're like, yeah. here, look at this. But you have to add all of the truth to it <laughs> in order to see the whole picture. When you don't see the whole picture, then... But it's, it's, it's the exact same thing with the left. Like, even if you listen to, like, the music, like, I'm starting to notice that r- radio music sounds more like 90s Christian rock. <laughs> it does. I listened to a new... Okay, I, I, w- I know that I broke the rules because I 
Pink told me I'm not allowed to listen to her music, and then I turned on the radio and Pink was on. So like, I'm sorry. I know I'm not allowed. (laughs) Shame on me. I didn't know, but like I turned on the car and my wife had the radio on because I never listen to radio. I listen to like audiobooks and stuff. And Pink is on, and I'm like, oh, this is the Christian rock station. And I I asked my wife if that's what it was. She's like, this is Pink. I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is like really, really bad. For seriously, listen, that 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 says something about the church. That means that the church looks too much like the world. Yeah, I just i I think that's maybe part of it, but I also just feel like Christian art has actually gotten better in a lot of ways, whereas like leftist art has become way more like preachy and way more like uncomfortable with anything that doesn't fit their worldview. And I think they've switched places. Yeah, the I'm Chosen's the best example of this. The Chosen is legitimately really good TV show, and there's not any, you know, leftist TV shows that are on the level of that show. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: I think you're absolutely right about the music. I mean, when you think of the band Skillet and you hear right. them, like literally on like Octane on Sirius XM Radio, ninety-five percent of the people here that have no idea that's a Christian rock band. None. Or that he's like he's actually talking like about biblical things. No concept to it. But now pink seems like that. I actually think it's working in the church's favor. Yeah. In that, like, you're getting more people to like listen to this message, and they're starting to be like, "Hey, this guy makes a lot of really good points." And it's like, "No shit, that's what we've been trying to tell you for right how so, long now?" <laughs> like to Morgan Freeman's uh, point, though, like having worked in the Christian music industry at a point in my life, it's it's a bit of both of what you guys are saying. There are there's a huge part of the Christian music industry that is entirely secular and using it to, to gain a buck. And then there's very honest, legitimate people that I met that are just like really good artists who care about the art, who care about Christ and want to represent their faith in the best do, by making the best art possible. So there's, there is absolutely both. Oh, I'm, I think sure, it's one or the sure I'm sure there's both. There's best yeah. in both worlds and all of it. Yeah. yeah. I think Jeremy Boring has made this point. <clears throat> Jeremy Boring of the daily bar has made the point that Christian art is in a, in a difficult spot because people will make really, really good art. And then Christians will be like, well, it wasn't, it didn't have, it wasn't as perfect Christian as in, and they'll hate on it. Like it's core mm-hmm. audience will hate on it. And then they'll make what that audience says they want. And that audience doesn't, doesn't want it, would rather watch a Marvel movie. So like yeah. there's yeah. like a disordered desire where we think we want this one thing and we don't really want it because it's not a good story. Well, good art. because <laughs> lyrically, like people are afraid of the hard truths mm-hmm. of life. And if your art rep- re- represents life, people think that's not Christian anymore because they were raised in a culture that, you know, shyly like didn't talk about the parts of the Bible. Like if you grew up watching Veggie Tales, they do the story of King David, and it's like, well, we have to kind of hide the fact that he cheated on his, like, he he literally killed a man. <laughs> yeah, they wife, hide all that. Right? No, he stole his rubber ducky. <sighs> PJ, he right. only stole his rubber ducky. It, it whitewashes the 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 impact the impact of the story. So my point is, the Bible is so much darker than Christian art today is, mm-hmm. and people are like, well, this isn't Christian because it's it's kind of dark and it's kind of like there's some parts of it that are depressing and it deals with real aspects of life. I'm like, like the Bible. Yeah, like the like the Bible is very real. Listen, you just gave me a great idea. I have an art project. Like, if you think about it, maybe like maybe they should take that as a sign that like if you think too many people are turning away from the church, maybe you should be more like realistic, right? About it, you know, and stop trying to candy coat it and make it like, oh, yay, happy. Well, no, because like basically. 
like and i'm gonna i'm gonna simplify this in the most basic way i can like the people in the bible Mm. literally like obviously different times but like they went through the same similar everyday mundane bullshit dramatic shit that happens to every single one of us today i mean it's a different kind of stuff Mm-hmm. But it's the same it's type of story. Like, the whole range of human emotions. Yeah, like yeah, if you can't relate to those stories, like with the shit right. that you're going through, like mm-hmm. that's oh, what I do. Is relating to that, being like, yeah, I struggle with that too. But if Man, Christian I art is only all happy now, so much more than I ever had in my life. Oh my gosh, right? Daniel, Job, Jonah, all of them right mm-hmm. now. I'm like, oh my gosh. <sighs> The Bible promises us life more abundant. That means higher highs and lower lows, right? So this idea that the Christian art has to live in this happy, like we're we're happy, mm-hmm. but we're not too excited, and we're just right here all the time. And that's if that's the message you're telling people that Christianity is just being kind of like mildly happy all the time. It's a a lie. They're never going to be that way. It's a lie. So once they once they get once they become Christians or they get into the church and they're like, oh yeah, so my life is turmoil. Like my right. life is. Like actually, bad things still happen to me. Yeah, it, it it breaks people away from the church because they were they were sold a bill of goods because of the candy coating. Listen, this year mm-hmm. has been probably one of the worst years. It's just like back to back trauma mm-hmm. all right. year long. Ask why it's been a shit storm this year. It's just been a shit storm. I mean, I think one of the best TikTok videos <laughs> I saw this year was you best start believing in Bible stories because you're in one. Yeah. And like, and it- for, for people who don't like haven't read anything about the Bible, that's a very an alarming statement to hear. And even mm-hmm. me not being an extremely religious person, but remembering a lot of what I learned as a kid, it's not an alarming statement to me because it's like there's a lot of truth to that mm-hmm. because it's the same type of thing. Like it's it's the same type of stories in a sense of people it's going history through history repeats struggles. itself and the yes. Bible is a history book. Yeah, People forget that though. But um, guys, I hate to do it. We're in, I love when we get guests that come on and we go for way we just over go an hour way past the it because the conversation <laughs> is so good. Um, and I always hate stopping it, but I've got work tomorrow, so I yeah, do man. have to stop. It. You got work tomorrow? <laughs> um, that is trash. I, I got ten hours of double time work putting in a fire alarm system, so I'm not going to say no to that money because I have things I need to do. And thanks to Joe Biden, everything's more expensive. I'm ripping right? up my yeah. kitchen. <laughs> Um, we always leave the end of the show for the guests to give us their final thoughts on anything they want. Um, you guys can do it together or you can each do your own little, little thing for it, but the floor is yours. All right. Well, Hey, I just want to say thank you again for having us on. This is a lot of fun. So absolutely. Yes. It was great. I had a blast. All right, Abby, you want to go first? I, I've had a really good time. I love when conversation just flows and you can just, I didn't even know we were supposed to be done in an hour. I was like, Let's just well, we usually like, we usually plan for an hour. You know what I mean? Because like, there's some people that like they have fun on the show, but they get right. to an hour, and you can see they're getting antsy because they don't like being on camera. Right. So I always plan that like, if if I can notice them getting to that point in an hour, I'll stop it. But every now and then we get guests on here where like they're just totally comfortable and like we just go. We're like, okay, hours. yeah, we're just gonna keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, we have a channel together, you and I, Conspiracy Pilled, on Wednesday nights at seven o three. That's YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, everywhere you everywhere you get your stuff. 703. Why 703? That's a great question. We're not going to tell you. That's why I got to come <laughs> watch it to find out. Uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, again, thank you guys so much for having us on. This was fun. Yeah. If I could uh, just shout out my own stuff a little bit for a minute here. Yeah. yeah me and Abby do conspiracy pill together on Wednesday nights. I do a show called wartime propaganda. That's on uh, Thursdays. Uh, it's at nine, but it's probably going to go back to seven because everything else I do is at seven. So that just made sense. Uh, <laughs> and then we also do another show together on Saturday night. So tomorrow night we'll be on the last American podcast uh, with let's be Frank. Well, he won't be there tomorrow, but we do it with let's be Frank and Tom from America floats. So it's kind of a, a four. It's kind of like this, just four people talking uh, news politics. Uh, the way we, the way we talk about it is the, the news is uh, the news can be pretty depressing. So it's always better to have good friends and good drinks to, to take it down with. So right. absolutely. That's kind of what we do. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys for having us on. This is a lot of fun. Why not? Talk about dragons and deer and guns and blow darts. We, we cover Letters. everything Marvel. on the show. There's, so there's nothing we don't talk yeah. about. Yeah, we just let it go. Gotta do well, it again though, because we didn't we didn't touch everything. We got more. Oh yeah. Trouble. Yeah. There's anytime, anytime, man. Let me know. Listen, Kofi, right, we'll that's a chemical compound. I'm just saying. Just, that's not. That's another not. conversation that we can have later. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Um, as always, everyone watching, thank you for spending your Friday night with us. Um, do we know who we have next week, Morgan? Or are we, we playing it by ear this month? Playing it by ear, I guess, because I don't have nothing planned. Listen, I'm... I try to find like guests that like we like people wouldn't normally pick or that like I really want to talk to. So like usually what happens is like I'll be scrolling through the FYP and Kelly or I'll send a video to each other. I'm like, we should get this person. Like just because it's like this looks like a cool person to talk to. So we're just gonna have a but, conversation with these people. <laughs> I can talk to anybody. Like even if like you're on the opposite side of everything with me, I can have a conversation mm -hmm. with you. But thank you guys for showing up. Have a good Friday night. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace out, man.